Hi, and welcome to Girls on Fire, the podcast. Girls on Fire, the podcast, is a celebration of our girls, our community and our school. Hi, and welcome to Series 2 of Girls on Fire, the podcast. Today, we're going to hear from Year 10 student Savannah about her experiences competing with public speaking. So, welcome, Savannah. Would you like to start by explaining your most recent competition with the UN Youth Voice? Okay, so the premise of the voice competition is basically, um, it sounds a bit ludicrous, but it's giving young people from like year seven to year 10, um, and we're given a solution, a global, uh, a global problem, sorry, and we have to solve it within four to five minutes, um, presenting like an innovative solution. And once we've presented our solution, afterwards we have this thing called question time, which is basically where the judges push us to like delve deeper into our solution and ask us questions about it. So what was your topic that you spoke about? Um, So we had two speeches we had to do. So my first one was on regulating um, unethical behaviours in companies. Uh, And then the second one that I spoke about was preserving and uh, in Indigenous languages, specifically in Australia, and also helping them prosper. They sound like really huge topics. Did you have to do a bit of research? Yeah, um, definitely. So um, I'd say the research takes more time than actually thinking of the solution because um, I think it's important to have a solution that's actually tangible. You have to address the problem. So for Indigenous languages, for example, one of the smaller problems within the problem was that um, there's not a lot of resources available for people who speak Indigenous languages. So therefore, they're sort of in a culture where they have to speak English, otherwise they won't um be able to survive really because there's no things like translators and uh, things like that when they're going to court cases or have medical problems so that's just an example of a smaller subtopic that might be a problem within the larger problem and then I try to sort of tackle those issues within my solution and what about with the first topic you spoke about how did you kind of tackle that issue so with the first topic I spoke about, um, I think what I did was because unethical, it's kind of a, a slippery term and it's uh, difficult to define what is unethical because unethical just means not morally correct. So things that are unethical can be legal and they can also not be legal, but it's just something that wouldn't be considered morally correct by society. So what I did was I got a lot, lots of examples that I looked at. Um, so for example, uh, Nutella I found out was at some point was marketed by Ferrero USA as like sustaining breakfast fuel, which obviously, um, isn't not illegal, but it's not morally correct. So I sort of looked at those examples and then saw how my solution could tackle things that couldn't necessarily be pinpointed by the law, but could be pinpointed by like broader society. Where did you start this interest in public speaking? How did that happen for you? Um, I've been doing, I do a lot of speech and drama and I've been doing that since I was quite little. And so that really stemmed my interest. But I think 
I started looking at it at it more seriously, maybe in year six, where I was offered really was lucky to be offered a lot of public speaking op- uh, opportunities. Um, I was in a public speaking competition in year six that was run through the school through MLC, and I also uh, got to speak to the MLC board and things like that. So that really sparked my interest. And then in in year seven, um, I was presented with a lot of opportunities to enrich my public speaking skills through things like debating and also BP, which is sort of like parliamentary style debating. What did you speak to the MLC board? So I think it was about like uh, different education styles and talking through what we find um, effective um, as learners. So yeah. So how do you prepare for these speeches? Is there anything at school or at home that contributes to this process? I mean, debating was through MLC, so that's like helped a lot. Um, and also, I think just in general, we have really great um, English and humanities programs, which has, have also helped me with these competitions a lot because uh, in English, obviously, it's helped with structuring my speech and also being able to present my idea in an eloquent and fluent way. Um, but I think the humanities have helped a lot because uh, a lot of the time we've, we've actually looked at um, a couple of the topics that I'm looking at now, like unethical behaviours in businesses um, in year eight. I know we did a lot on that, which really helped me and with the background knowledge on the topic. Um, and then also for the Indigenous languages, last year we looked at um, uh, in civics, we were looking at like and how Indigenous cultures do court, things like court cases and stuff. Um, but I just, before the competition, I practice a lot at home. Um, I present my speech to the to my family and then see if they have any questions about it so that I can sort of um because I think of questions myself obviously but it's good to have a fresh perspective on the speech that is really interesting and so how how do you feel when you're uh, you know preparing for these competitions or when you're in it do you feel nervous or excited or proud or what what's kind of running through your head at the time well I prefer speech time. I'm, I'm more of a, I think speech time's a lot less daunting. So when I'm going up to present my speeches, I really love public speaking. So um, usually at that time, I'm feeling quite excited and like proud to present my idea. Obviously a little bit nervous because it's like a national competition and everyone around you is really, really talented and um, things like that. But when I'm actually presenting the speech, I am very passionate about a lot of the ideas that I'm presenting. I don't choose a topic that I'm not passionate about. However, question time for me is a lot more daunting because it's sort of you go in unprepared and they ask, they often ask really challenging questions that makes you stop and think about it. So things like, oh, how would you deal with public backlash? How would you get the funding? or the resources for this those are some questions that they might ask or they might ask you something a lot broader like oh how would this be able to be adapted in the international community so for the indigenous um language one I uh did it specifically in Australia so a question they could have asked me would have been like how could this have been adapted for places like America or Canada that also have a wide range of indigenous languages um native to their culture so for that I feel a lot more nervous but um this so I've obviously felt less and less nervous as the more times I've done this competition and you spoke about passion there which I think is really interesting how passion comes into play when you're you know doing something this important so you said you just kind of choose topics that you're passionate about do you want to talk a little bit more about that 
Yeah, definitely. So when I'm, it takes quite a bit of effort to put together these speeches and think more deeply into your solutions. And I don't think there's any point doing something that you're not uh, doing a solution or a topic that you're not passionate about because otherwise your solution won't actually be something that you've really thought about and won't actually be something that could be tangibly implemented. So I always do something, I always look at all the topics and then sort of pick out a few that I am really passionate about and then I sort of pick out the one that I feel I could uh, do most effectively or that I think of a solution that could be most tangibly implemented. And also I feel if you're passionate about something, you'll go further and delve deeper into your solution. So that really helps me with question time as well. It sounds like you're quite the creative problem solver. Does any of this lead into some future career aspirations? I'd really like to be a lawyer when I grow up um, and maybe something that has to do with uh, a lawyer that has to do with like helping people in need and things like that. Um, So I think that being a lawyer, you obviously need to be able to think on your feet. I'd also potentially like to be a leader, like a, um, a leader of a company or something like that, like a CEO. So I think that public speaking skills are really important for leaders to be able to connect with, um, I think those skills would definitely help with any or all career aspirations really because in all careers you need to be able to think on your feet, have creative problem solving skills and also be able to talk well just in general in life. I think it's really important to be able to communicate your views efficiently. Definitely. I think that public speaking is a life skill. You know, not just for career, it'll help you in so many different aspects and being able to problem solve and think of different solutions will be really, really critical. Yeah. Do you have any tips for anybody who is wanting to be a better public speaker? Well, I think really just practicing and practicing or go a bit deeper into the deep end and do uh, signing up for things like debating I just think that any and all public speaking practice can help even things just like um, oral presentations in English I found really have helped me a lot and I would also recommend if you want to get better at public speaking just getting involved in class a lot more when like the teacher calls on you actually uh, speaking up and being involved in class discussions and being like confident and calm when you're public speaking is really critical so practice makes perfect and talking about something you're passionate about I suppose yeah definitely thank you so much for having a chat to me today Savannah it's been so great and really impressive to hear about everything that you've achieved so far thank you for this opportunity to let me talk to you and hopefully get more people involved in UN Youth Thank you for listening to episode one of series two of Girls on Fire, the podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes to come.